You're listening to Speak, Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. The message to the church in Laodicea is spicy, and it's so relevant. It's the one about the lukewarm church, which we are. The rebuke is strong, and the counsel is fascinating. There's a whole lot to think about in this message, but I'm going to jump right to the point about doors. This episode is part two of what I'm calling a theology of doors. Last week, I mentioned how doors are a common illustration in the Bible, and in the message to the church in Philadelphia, Jesus is the one who opens and no one shuts, and who shuts and no one opens, and for them, he had opened a door that no one would shut. He is presented as sovereign. He is in charge of the doors. We need to stop messing with them. His job is to open and close. Our job is to walk through or to stop pushing. And that's how it works for every door, except there's this one. And in this one, the roles are flipped. In verse 20, we read Jesus saying, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. So this is the opposite. Jesus is the one knocking. We are the one opening or keeping closed. And if we open, he's the one walking through it. I find this so meaningful. I've read these messages before, and I've never made the connection between the doors in the message to the church in Philadelphia and the door in the message to the church in Laodicea. I've spent a lot of time thinking about God's sovereignty and our freedom of choice because I think they're really important concepts for us to understand, for us to know the character of our God. I believe that God is all-powerful. I also believe that he is pure love. He has the power and the right to control everything in any way he wants. In his love, he has decided to create and to give freedom of choice to the beings that he creates so that they can choose to reciprocate that love. And there are some who totally disagree with me. They believe that since God is all-powerful, he chooses everything. He even makes our choices for us. That's not what I find when I read about the door in Revelation 3. I find him knocking and allowing the person behind the door to make the choice about opening it or keeping it shut. He's not kicking down the door, even though he could. Now, in his power, he's in charge of every other door. But this door, the door to the human heart, he's put us in control of that door. He won't push his way in. And that's why it is so important that we tend to this door. With every other door of opportunity, we let God deal with that. And our only responsibility is to be in tune with what he decides and walk in his path. But with this door, we make a choice. So here's my simple conclusion to a theology of doors. Part one, stop messing with God's doors. Part two, pay attention to your door. We get this all mixed up and we spend our energies in the wrong places trying to open what God has shut and to shut what he has opened. See, the trouble is we're control freaks. 
We want to open that door for our future, to know what is around the corner when God has actually called us just to open the door of our heart today. He has the other doors under control. And when we spend our energies in the wrong places, it's fruitless and frustrating. There is one door for you to open or close. And Jesus is standing outside that door knocking. And when you open it, he's ready to come in. How is God speaking to you today? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You can find more of Speak, Lord at PastorRyanRogers.com or by searching for Palmer SDA Church wherever you get podcasts.